This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Afternoon, everybody. You are listening or also watching uh, the Reds Report live on YouTube, Carlo. Afternoon, mate. Stuff. Welcome to the kitchen. Well, welcome to the to the bedroom where the magic happens. The <laughs> yeah, well, shirts are up. Is that the magic? The Bradley <laughs> shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only magic that happens in here, Carlo. I assure you. So, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Um, I'm not sure what time it is. It's half past three, but you could be watching this. It could be half past seven. Could yeah. be half a stay. I suppose it depends when Carlo gets his arsing gear and uh, edits the video, really. Oh, it'll be after half seven then. <laughs> <laughs> You're still working, Carlo, despite all yes. this carnage. 
Yeah, I've got a, I've got another conference call at five o'clock. Uh, but yeah, I'm still working. And it, the thing is, as well as in the office, you tend to be far more, you know, on it, talking to colleagues. But now you have to send an email to somebody. You're waiting on back. You have video conferences, so it's it's just so awkward. It's so awkward. It's probably, but, made, but, probably made more difficult than really the job in general. Well, I think it has. And I think besides that, you've got the normal worry, haven't you? You've got the worry about everything that's happening. The fact that nothing seems to get better. You know, you seem to think, ah, a couple of weeks and it'll be right. And then you're thinking, mm, actually, maybe not. So you've got those worries. You're at home. I love being at home, don't get me wrong. But home is great, best when you've been to work and then it's your pads. Now it's it's where I watch TV. It's where I work. I'm sitting in yeah. the kitchen. I'm sitting in the living room. So... Yeah, so I always look forward to this half hour with you, mate, and especially... Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're, we're proper Barnsley folk, aren't we, me and you? And Barnsley folk just like being with people, don't they? They just like yeah. to spend time with people, which is why we're still doing this podcast, which is why we're doing the vlogging on yeah. the YouTube channel, um, because we still want to keep the show going and, and at least try and entertain people, even if it's for only half an hour. Yeah, I think try and keep a sense of normality. And, OK, we, we can't talk about that fantastic win on last Saturday and, and you know, the crucial match coming up. Oh, well, we can still talk to people. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, okay. Um, and we're still sending the <laughs> private messages on Twitter as well to people, and that's been really well received. So I just think if we sprinkle a bit of kindness and a bit of laughter, I think we'll we, we, we just continue doing our job, don't we? Yeah, and I mean, we've, we've tried to keep it fresh. We ain't got much football to talk about, but we've had plenty of guests on, on the show so far. Um, we've obviously had uh, Lee Morris on from Woodsboro yeah. Bridge, the Woodsboro Bridge manager. Uh, we've got more guests coming up later this week. We've got a guest on the show today, uh, Carol. We have. Do you want me to bring him in? or? Yeah, bring him in, yeah. Bring him in. We've got uh, Andy Clark, haven't we, who's uh, head of marketing and head of communications at Barnsley. Shall we give him a bell? I'm ringing him now as we speak. It'd be nice, to, nice for him to join us. I'll just have to remind him that we're uh, video recording him for GDPR. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. You've, uh, you've instantly raised the IQ uh, of this show. <laughs> And also the aestheticness, the aestheticness has also increased. Wow, I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> how are you? All things considering. Yeah, good, good. It's strange times, isn't it? But yeah, it's okay. I think everyone's coping as well as they can. Yes, yeah, so we've just introduced you and your job title, your current job at Barnsley. Obviously, you just started to get to grips with it, really, uh, in your new role. Yeah. Uh, taking a lot, of, a lot of information on board in such a quick space of time, no doubt. And then this. Uh, I mean, there's not really a rule book for this one, is there? No, no, there doesn't seem to be. Um, I guess I guess if you go by the textbook, it's crisis management, crisis communications, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the guys that we work with, the guys, the team that we've got around us have been, have been great. They've been really supportive. Uh, and, I, and I guess most importantly, everyone's been really understanding be it the fans, be it the guys in the office, be it the guys who are making the decisions, we all seem to pull in the in the same direction, which is which is really important. It's it's probably a good time then, isn't it? Actually, to, to put a bit of a spotlight on that backroom team, because we often talk about the players, we often talk about the manager. Um, we know on social media you read a lot about the board, but we don't often hear about those people on the day to day. Well, you hear a Beth, because Beth is all over, <laughs> isn't she? But. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's not watching, listening. Well, well, I'll give her a false link. I'll be right. I'll send the last week's. It's okay. Um, first of all, how, how, can, can you tell us how the players are? Because it must be really strange for them. We, we said last week that athletes, they're almost programmed to perform very physically, you know, the training and everything else they're doing. And now they find themselves at home 
have have the, the Fulham players we've got, have they gone back home as well? And are they with family? Or have we got some that are in isolation here at Barnsley? Because that must be really strange as well. Yeah, I think... So, so I guess the situation's developed really quickly um, over the first, the first week, I guess. Um, and, and ultimately, the decision was made. Players could go away under our permission. So they'd have to, you know... They'd have to tell us where they were going. Yeah. Um, and then it seemed day by day, situations changed. There was no clarity from from the football league initially as to whether we were going to play. We weren't going to play. You know that situation's certainly cleared up in the initial instance. Um, but so yeah, players were allowed to go home. I think I think the majority of the foreign lads are at home. Um, I spoke with Gerhard this morning. He's at home and he's well. Uh, I spoke with Patrick earlier, Patrick Schmidt, he's at home and he's well. Um, Chris and Whitey, I know they've done a lot of work with uh, with Marcel uh, and Michael Solbauer. They all seem to be well. Um, and, and the guys in England, I guess, I think they've all gone home as well to their, to their home towns, you know, back with, back with parents, uh, etc. So um, as long as communication lines are open um, and they're all doing as they're told, <laughs> then I, I think it should be fine and we just wait to hear what happens next. You mentioned uh, Chris and Whitey, uh, Andy, who, 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 a big part of the team. Uh, yes. oh, well, um, how are they getting on? Because you guys um, are there in the office from like early morning till late at night. Like The light's still on at like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock yeah. some nights, even later. Um, That's cheeky too, mate. for you guys. Like, <laughs> must That's strange. Must be cheeky Tuesday, Matt, that. <laughs> it no must idea. be strange for you, Andy, uh, and all your team, really. Just, just yeah. not really having much. Well, I know you've been trying to keep busy, but you're not as busy as usual. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of thinking going on. Um, I, I guess just just speaking about Whitey and Chris, uh, we've we've got hundreds. We've got hundred thousand followers on, on Twitter and Facebook, so we need to keep thinking of ways to keep that audience engaged and, and yeah. keep that audience active. So, so there's a lot of time spent brainstorming via Skype, via WhatsApp, as to what works, what doesn't work, what have we done that's worked, what have we done that hasn't worked, um, yeah. and and just keep spinning ideas off each other. Um, the, the players, the players that we've got are, are, are great. So they're open to phone calls. They're open to interviews. Um, so, so that's a bit of a tick box for us. Um, but in all honesty, I don't think the two guys have been busier. Uh, yes, yeah, I suppose because, in in situations like this, the social responsibility of the media team, but the, the club itself. Mm-hmm. becomes even more important, does it? Because it'd be very easy. You see in all these shops and, and everything that's closed and you don't hear anything from them. We can't go to Oakwell. We can't email you to see if we can pay on the gate tonight. <laughs> there is no matches. We don't know when they're going to start again. But there is that social responsibility of just checking in with people, isn't it? Just keeping, mm-hmm. just putting a tweet out or something on Facebook, engaging people because the majority are, well, besides the key workers and, you know, they're set at home and it's a really strange situation for them as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And and I think as well as as well as looking after the digital audience and and uh, the, you know, physical and real life fans, we've also got to look after our own staff. Um, you know, we we there, there are a lot of people involved at Barnsley Football Club, um, and you know we we've got to look look after them and their best interests and and make sure that 
they're safe and well, if they're working from home or, or, or whatever their situation is, we've got to keep checking in on on them. So so there's a lot of things to consider. And I guess as the communications team we are, we need to understand the best way to, to communicate with those different people, yeah. the best, best ways, best, method, best methods, should I say, uh, and, and put the theory into practice. So it's, it's certainly very interesting. So coming back to yourself then, uh, Andy, that is not a Barnsley accent. Um, how have you ended up in Barnsley? How have you ended up in football even more? So, so you're currently yeah. working. We, we, I mentioned your role previously as we introduce you. Okay. Um, how have you ended up here? How, how have you, where did it start? How did you fall in love with football to begin with? Um, well, I may take a few pelters for this. Um, <laughs> but but due, due to my dad, I grew up as a Newcastle fan. Okay. Um, and played a lot of cricket, played a lot of sport as a kid. Tried to be pretty active, which you'd never guess by the amount of chins that you can see on show. I've seen you play football, Andrew, so I know how good you are at sport. Well, so. yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> Teach yourself. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I grew up really active. Um, I, 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 really cliche, but have, have a dodgy knee um, through, through cricket. Played that to a decent standard. Um, but always wanted to be a footballer. Always wanted to be, always wanted to play professional football. And, and I guess when I realised that wasn't going to happen, um, I, I think I was moved 15, 16. I was um, about to say last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still talking. To be fair, I, I do nudge Gerhard. And, you know, if we need a big lad up top, I'm always <laughs> to take it seriously um, that I don't take personally. Um, but yeah, so I decided that if I couldn't wear the shirt, I'd wear the tie. Um, I think my mum sat me down and said, your biggest passion is football. Uh, if you want to do something that you love and you're not good enough to play, then work in the business. You, if you scrub the toilets, you scrub the toilets as well as you can. If you're flipping the burgers at, at Newcastle, you're wearing the badge, you flip them as well as you can. Um, and I was fortunate that I kind of, I guess, stumbled across business, marketing and media at, at high school uh went on to do the a levels and the relevant degrees etc 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 um cut my teeth at a rugby league club in, in wigan so i wow. moved over there moved over there for a year which was a bit of a, a bit of a culture shock because i <laughs> literally knew nothing about rugby at all <laughs> didn't, didn't know how many points you got for a try conversion <laughs> it was it was so, really... sorry, andy we don't know nothing about football so you're out right here <laughs> Well, I still question myself on that as well, to be fair. <laughs> uh, so I cut my teeth there, came back, finished my degree, um, and then started under Rob Davis as a, as a work experience guy right. yeah. uh, for the, I think it was 2016, 2017. Um, got made permanent uh, and kind of stayed ever since, and it's it's been brilliant. It's been a great journey. I was, um, I was thinking earlier, um, I am one of the guilty ones last night that went through the first four episodes of Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix. <laughs> you have to have something to do, does you? And I was I've thinking... I've timed that, Carl. I've timed well, that 12 minutes before I mentioned Sunderland Till I Die. A massive, a massive Newcastle fan who works at Barnsley. Sunderland Till I Die must be an absolute dream for Andy. Well, to be fair, I, I was thinking of him because in the Checker Trade Trophy... In the quarterfinal, I believe, um, they played Newcastle under-21s and Sunderland won 4-0. And then I was thinking, imagine a similar documentary at Barnsley. So, Barnsley, Till I Die. We, we know, we've talked about some, you know, we talk about the Andes, you know, we talk about Gerhard, uh, we talk about Beth. 
for, for both of you, actually, Andy first, who would be the star of the show? Because, yeah. you, you you know, Beth, yeah. 100%. She, she wouldn't let anybody else want to be the star, would she? <laughs> she, is, she is the absolute rock of the office. She's she's the, the nicest person you could ever meet. Can, can yeah. I just say, Chris, before I come to you, um, a few seasons ago, we recorded it, didn't we? Me and the other Chris recorded it at the ground. And we, we used to do it on a Thursday. And we went one Thursday and we used to go in the boardroom at the back and we sit with the Mac and we record it and we'd have players on and everything else. And then we came out and the lads had gone. Whitey had gone home, lamping everybody. To just no go way. Home. The shutters Whitey, were down. Whitey never goes home. <laughs> the shutters were down. And I'm on my phone and I'm saying, right, don't move, don't move. Because if we go on a pressure play, the alarm will start going off thinking, <laughs> I've got a DBS to protect here. And actually, it was Beth, because she lives nearby. Beth then came and sort of let us out. And, yeah. and she is, she's all over, isn't she, Beth? Bless her. Yeah, she's she's got a hand in everything. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think the club would be the same without her. No, are you the crosser? I mean, you know. Who do you think, Chris? Well, uh, I think Whitey. I can't take my eyes off Whitey at times. I like watching him <laughs> play football. He's just a character, isn't he? Uh, he's got monk on wheels, you know, Carl, because we've asked uh, Andy on first, you know. He messaged me. He can't believe we've asked Andy on to the show and not him. So I promised him we'll, uh, I promised him we'll have him on. You'll get much more value out of him than me. <laughs> I'm not having that. But I think, I think when you were saying about how, how you sort of got in this job and, and the love for football, very similar story for Andy, wasn't it? And I don't want to talk about Andy while he's not there, but, you know, he was a big Barnsley fan. He did a podcast called This Is Not A Podcast, and that made you want to listen to it just because of the title. And he then sort of found his way. So I think it's great, even for us, Chris, as you know, doing things like the fan zone and, and being able to get close to players and ask those sorts of questions, being included in things like fan engagement. Barnsley is, and, and has for the last three, four years, really sort of stepped up in that, Andrew, because there were times, maybe before your time, but um, you never knew what was going off. It was very much clog and dagger stuff, and you read in the Chronicle what was going off, and it sort of stayed there. But now, um, fan engagement is really big, isn't it, for, 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 for your point of view, even during these times as well? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Again, I can't really comment on, on what what happened before me, what preceded me, but we we do we do try. I guess I guess our phrase in the office is is trying to do the right things for the right reasons. Um, we don't always get it right. <laughs> we probably get it. Who does? No, I know, I know, and it's and it's it's tough because I guess I guess if you pay your money for your season ticket or you, or you come and watch the game, then you, you know. You, one, you're entitled to an opinion, and, and two, you expect you expect the best, um, which is which is great. Um, but we are trying, we are doing new things. You guys are on board, which is great. In the fan zone, uh, the supports trust have been brilliant. Um, you know, it was it was an idea, the fan zone, and obviously that meant that they would kind of vacate what was Red Ferns, but they were fully supportive of the concept. They were fully supportive of the idea. Um, you know, we've we've made a lot of changes up in the family zone in the East Upper, getting kids involved on a match day. I'd I'd like to think that we're doing the right things. Um, we constantly, I say we constantly review. We've got a we've got a great period of time to review what we're doing and, and kind of and kind of plot a route forward. Um, when that may be, I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're certainly trying, and we'll and we'll, we'll continue to do so. Yeah, me and me and Carl, obviously, we're very privileged because we get to spend a bit of time with the players, we get to do the fan zone, we get to do the commentary. We're very lucky. It's not really work to me and Carl. We don't spend 12, 14 hours, well, like you guys, 
but when we come, we can feel we can feel that you guys try really hard, can't we, Carl? We, yeah. we can feel yeah. that there's a team there that genuinely cares about our club. And I just want to say thank you, Andrew, because that's that's oh. nice that we, we feel part of that. But equally, we can, we can take a step back and just put this fan this fan's hat back on and and just look yeah. and think they are genuinely good people that want the best for this club. And I think I might be wrong, but I think that's from top to bottom, really. Yeah, so everyone that I come into contact with, uh, who, who's there on a daily basis, love what they do. Yeah. They want the best for the people involved. Um, Rob and Dane, so Rob Zuck, the, the FD and operations director, uh, and Dane, the chief exec, uh, they work tire- tirelessly. They always want the best um, yeah. for everybody, yeah. for the fans, for the players, for the staff. And, and you know, it's a small team, but it's but it's our team. And it's it's just it's it's a really great place to be, you know. And it doesn't it doesn't, you you mentioned that it, it feels like work, it doesn't. To be That's fair, I, <clears throat> it sounds really cliche, but you're kind of living your dream. You know, you want to work in professional football. It doesn't feel like even even at times like now where we're at home and we're getting up at we're trying to put some sort of structure in place. Yeah. To, 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 to achieve what we need to achieve, it still doesn't feel like work because the, the content and the concept all relates around football, and and that's what everything boils down to, which is it's it's a real privilege, and I, I don't think anybody takes it for granted. Is there is there an added pressure, uh, Andy? Because you talked about we don't know what's going to happen. What we do know is at one point a decision will be made about the state of the game of of, of this season, and whichever way that goes, whether that's we're playing throughout the summer. Whether we start next, it, we leave it as it is, and we start next season with the number of points we've got. Whichever it is, that's going to be a hectic time for everybody involved in the club, isn't it? Everybody from getting the staff for the turnstiles, the car parking, getting the ticketing done, getting yeah. away travel arranged, you know, overnight stays and everything. Is this very much the calm before the storm? You just don't know when the start the storm's going to hit us. Well, I'm starting to sweat now. You said that, Carlo. <laughs> Carlo's really rubbed that in there. What you're saying is you're going to be really, really busy soon. So you better get ready. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's 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 unprecedented. So so we have no idea what's what's well. We have some sort of like, there's there's basically three or four scenarios, isn't there? But um, yeah, it's it's tough. Um, people will laugh when we say this, but it's it's tough not being proactive. Yeah, I, I know a lot of the fans will probably say that as a club we're not very <laughs> in the in the best times. But we are going to have to react to whatever's thrown at us, be it from the government, be it from FIFA, UEFA, the FA, the EFL, Premier League, whoever it comes from. Um, I think the obviously I, I must say that you know public and general health um, comes first. But in a, in a kind of working environment, and, and the, the frustration is that we don't know what's coming. What what are we working for? What are we planning towards? There's I think that's the overriding sense uh, within the club. But naturally, public health comes first, and, and you know we will we will and will continue to to abide by the rules or advice set from the the NHS and, and the government. I'm very intrigued, Andy, as to what your day currently looks like at the minute. You know, like being at home and stuff, trying to get stuff done. Uh, and how that contrasts really to what a normal day would look like at Oakwell, if such a thing exists at Oakwell. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not living on meal deals at the moment. <laughs> I'm having, I'm having... I, I've seen. I've seen videos of you at Snapchat. I've seen Whitey W in. You know, at, at McDonald's. So don't be giving me that meal deal, Malarkey. I'm a KFC man. I must admit. <laughs> good choice. That's a good choice. 
Um, yeah, no, it's it's as I say, I've I've tried tried to try and create um, a bit of a routine. Yeah. So uh, sticking to the normal alarm times, um, working, you know, the, the whatever the usual hours are. Um, but it's important to to kind of switch off the I guess yeah. the first yeah. week of isolation. Uh, when you were bored, you'd find yourself on your laptop working, or you'd be you'd be doing something related to work, and and it's it's important not to sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah. it's pretty intense. Um, it's hard, isn't it? Because the place you work is also the place you live now. I'm exactly the same. I mean, I said to Chris earlier, I've been working from home for a week and a half now. I got my letter today to stay indoors for 12 weeks. So I'm hoping to God that it's at least 12 weeks before there's any football whatsoever. Because I ain't going to miss anything. But it's hard because I sit on the sofa and I sit on my MacBook and I do my work. And then I switch it off and I'm still on that same sofa in that same place. But now I'm, work mode is not. That drive home is normally where you switch off. And it's just not there. I agree. I, you know, I've always I've always struggled to work from home, be it for school, uni, uh, whatever the situation. I've always had to be in a working environment. I've had to yeah. be somewhere yeah. where I can I can focus and, and not get nagged to do the ironing or walk the dogs or you know or anything like that. So it's um, it's Don't interesting. Don't get married. <laughs> 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 what, what but yeah, it's 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 um it's it's tough. It's got its challenges, but again, making sure that, that the guys in the team have a have a routine and, and and they and they can switch off and they can go and play on the PlayStation or they can go and take the dog out and not feel guilty for not being on the laptop. I think that's a big piece. Um, and and, and then we're learning and we're we're coming to terms with the situation as is everybody. So it's. Yeah. It's interesting time. We're just it's, like the rest of the country in that sense. Yeah, it, and I think it's shown that actually we, I think we've underestimated how much resilience we have got. It's yeah. just never been tested like this before, has it? And I think that's when, 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 as they say, when the, when the sort of the cookie crumbles and you know mm. your back's against the wall. Actually, mm. we can survive and we we can improvise and we can do other things. Yeah. Well, that's today. Tomorrow might be a different day again. Yeah. But <laughs> I think I think well, barring you know, I, I guess the heroes that are out there in the NHS and yeah. and the key workers who are who are continuing to do their great job. We're not being asked to do anything. Um, so well, stay at home. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've seen I've seen loads of loads of videos and loads of pictures of people, you know, doing the, their their duty by sitting at home watching homes yeah. of the uh, It's not yeah. real, but, you know you, you're gonna you played you're gonna play a role by just sitting at home. So. Yes. My, I've got uh, I've got two more massive questions for you, Andy. Big ones, these really big. <laughs> Right. Um, if you had a heart made up of football, 100% being in the heart, what percentage would be Newcastle? What percentage would be Barnsley? And would there be any more room for anybody else in that heart? So my my dad my dad asks me this question all the time, and it's it's pretty well known that Newcastle haven't won a trophy for a lot of years. <laughs> and Barnsley have won uh, quite a few in your yeah, time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, he's, and he said to me, if Newcastle played Barnsley in an FA Cup final or a Champions League final, whatever the situation, who would you want to win? And I said, 100 times out of 100, Barnsley. Wow. 100 yeah, times out of 100. It's the right answer. You're through to the next round. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you can win. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the, the other question, which we ask most of our guests, well, all of our guests that have come on our newly found uh, podcast or vlog, as you like to call it. 
room 102 you have to get rid of one thing out of football and it disappears forever it can be anything it doesn't even have to be a physical thing I think last week we had two guests that put referees in there which I think yeah. is a bit harsh because there's some good ones uh, we don't want to say anything too controversial but if you could get rid of anything in football for it to disappear me and Carl will make it vanish this second what would that be? I'm going all Harry Potter on you now Wow. I've really dropped you in it there. Sorry. That is a wonderful question, isn't it? That is a wonderful question. Um, wind. Oh, okay. Well, Have you tried running? Well, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say it from. I'm trying to keep it from my own perspective, and and the, I guess the one big call that we always have to make is is based on the fan zone. Yeah. And yeah. The one thing that always shuts the fan zone is wind. Um, <laughs> I would comment on anything that goes on the pitch because I can't, you know, the guys off the pitch can't control it. But yeah. the, only, the only thing that, that we can't control that impacts our job is the weather. So if there's, if there's no wind, then our pre-match activities run smoothly. So Carlo, are we are we putting wind in room one or two? It's in. I've done it. Yeah, but I, I agree. By the way, I bet that's not been said before. <laughs> What's that? Uh, has that been said before? No, in- wind. No, no. no. We had a new one. Yeah, referees and VAR. Although VAR is not for us, but still referees and and, and VAR. Um, Andy, I just want to thank you for taking the time out. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's not easy when you have faces for radio like me and Chris to actually sit and face <laughs> each other for what twenty six minutes and ten seconds. Um, and I think what we've seen uh, of what I've certainly seen is when the team have not been playing. Actually, the fans are uniting now against this virus and, and sort of helping each other, trying to get through it. And in a way, I can't I can't wait for the playing days and people start slating a player start digging that. We, we don't do that, but it's, <laughs> it's what's normality for some people, isn't it? Um, and a piece of advice I saw yesterday, uh, I said to somebody yesterday when they were talking about a different football club in South Yorkshire, Hillsborough, <coughs> actually, this is when you want to count on your football club, isn't it? This is when you want to count. And I, the first thing this morning when I logged on, I'm gonna stop you. You've got to you've got to cough into your, you've got to cough into your sleeve. I, I, there's no. Did it around. wrong. He did it wrong. Make sure you watch that <laughs> after this podcast, Carlo. <laughs> and actually, um, the first thing I saw this morning as I got my phone out to get my uh, secure connection for my council laptop, and I sort of checked on a Twitter or Facebook, and it was like um, a maths question or whatever for for, for young, you know, divide the, the year we were founded by the. I think it's a shirt number for Ritzmeyer or something, something this like that. This is for children, isn't it? But the, the adults are really loving it. Like they're really yeah. into it. Yeah. Well, I've submitted 17 times and I've still got it wrong. So, but think, <laughs> keep keep telling your guys to do what they're doing because it's just working and it gets people through days that are not easy to get through. So, personally, I'm sure on behalf of everybody else, thank you for everything you've done. And I can't wait to taste one of them all steak pies in the new media office. Uh, prior to kick off and then talk to you after the match. What a fantastic three points that was. Thanks for coming on, Andy. Have you got any parting words for our fans? Parting words. Um, <laughs> what is it with you guys and put me on the spot? Chris used to be a police officer. That's all. <laughs> <you know. laughs> Richard, there you go. I'm no, writing I'm... all this down, Andy. I'm writing all this down. <laughs> uh, no, I guess, I guess just, just stay safe. Um, follow follow the advice that's that's being shared uh, by the government and the NHS. Um, to, I guess those fans who are who are working uh, in, in hospitals, in care homes, in, in supermarkets, keep doing what you're doing because you're you're keeping the country running. 
um, and, and we can't wait to welcome you all back to Oakwell. And fingers crossed, there's no wind when you come back. <laughs> See you there soon, Andrew. No That's doubt. Fantastic. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Well done, Jeez, guys. If you can press your red button, and then we'll just do a finishing piece, and it'll be uploaded tonight, mate. No problem. Thanks, Bye, Andy. Andy. Cheers. Bye. 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 He's, He's a nice man, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Really, Good. really, really nice. And, um, you know, and wise words, because it is, they are dark days. It is hard. Uh, people's routines have gone. People can't do what they normally do. People worry about the loved ones. Um, and I think the club making the colours blue to support the NHS. And it's all those sort of little things that I think, you know, Barnsley fans are uniting where other, other teams are not doing much. And they're sort of crumbling under it all. I think Barnsley, teams, Barnsley fans are uniting and it's great to see, isn't it? So, Carl, if you go on to YouTube now, after we finish this podcast, putting Adam Hamill's goal against Millwall in that uh, playoff final, start yeah. washing your hands from the minute you picked the ball up. By the time it goes in the net, you'll be done. How's about that? I'll do that. So, can I give up with the happy birthday now, then? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Carl, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Definitely. Always. Yes. This has been... Thanks for listening, everybody, I guess. Yeah, thanks for listening and watching. And if you find it hard to look at us, just close your eyes or put your laptop <laughs> screen down so you can just listen to us. This has been the Reds Report. I've been Chris Ridyard. He's been Carlo van der Watering. You Reds. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield. It impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.